Greg Rubel of Living Streams Community Church in McCordsville, Indiana. We want to thank you for your interest in God's Word and this message. We pray that God puts it into your heart. We're told in our passages that there was a man named Zacchaeus who wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus, but he could not because he was short. He was short, and I want you to know today that not only was the wee little man short in his stature, but he was also short in life. Zacchaeus, he was short in life, and what I mean by that is that Zacchaeus, he was a tax collector. And so the way that he went about his business, that profession, it was marked by malpractice. Okay, it was marked by malpractice. So in his life, we can understand that there would have been greed in him. There was dishonesty. In him, you would have found selfishness and hardness and destruction in Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was short in life. The scripture says that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, but he couldn't because of the crowd. He was unable to see Jesus. Because of the crowd, and you know, I mean, I'm thinking, well, man, I mean, if somebody wants to see Jesus and let him through, you know, open the gates, open the way, let Zacchaeus through. Why wouldn't they get out of the way? Because Zacchaeus was short on life. He was short in life. You see, years ago, Zacchaeus had cast his lot. Years ago, Zacchaeus had chosen his path, and while his path was lucrative, while his path, while it led to pleasures, his path, it it had all these little and delicious sweets that were along the way. Understand that while it was a lucrative path, it was a narrow path. It was a narrow path. It was a a rickety and an unstable path that allowed no room for another to walk. Zacchaeus' life is described perfectly for us in Psalm 36 when it says, There is no fear of God before his eyes, for he flatters himself in his own eyes concerning the discovery of his iniquity and the hatred of it. The words of his mouth are wickedness and deceit. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. He plans wickedness upon his bed. He sets himself on a path that is not good. That was Zacchaeus. How he was hated, how he was scorned, how he was despised 
and alone. You know, why would the crowd, why would they let this man through? This man who was so short in life. So I want to ask you today, are you short in life? Are you short in life today? Have, have you got some mud on your boots? Listen again to these words that I used to describe Zacchaeus. I said, you know, malpractice, greed, dishonesty, selfishness, hardness, destruction. Think about the path that you've chosen. Think about the life that you are living today. Do any of those words, you know, do they describe where you're at? Can you find that in your heart as you're living your life? Do you see them manifest itself over and over in your actions? If so, I want to encourage you today, seek Him when you're short. Okay? Seek Him when you're short. Whatever it is, seek the Savior today. Seek Him out. Jeremiah 29.13 says, You will seek Me and find Me when you seek Me with all your heart. Okay, it says you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Now notice that in this verse, there is no qualification on the type of a heart that you have to have. No qualification. The only condition, the only condition we're given is that we bring it all. Bring it all. Is your heart sour? Then bring it. Is your heart foul? Then bring it. Is your heart dead today? Then bring it. And bring it all to Him. Because stream, Jesus is in Jericho today. Jesus is here. I want you to know that. That Jesus Christ is here at your door. He is not Away, He is not in the distance, on the horizon, a tiny speck, a tiny dot that is insignificant and unable to influence or impact your life. But He's here in this moment. And so it was then that we're told that Zacchaeus, he sought out uh, Jesus. We're told that he climbed up a tree so he could see. And in verse 5 of Luke 19, which that's our main passage, remember, right? Luke 19. In verse 5 we're told that, that when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up to him and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him Gladly. So we can understand then in the progression of things that, that Zacchaeus, he sought Jesus when he was short and then he met him in his home. Okay, Jesus sought Zacchaeus when he was short and then he met him in his home. And so I want to ask you, are you ready to meet with Jesus in your home today? Are you ready to meet him in your home? In Revelations 3, Jesus says, look, I stand at the door and I knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. 
You know what I thought of when I read read this passage in Revelations this week? And I mean, I'm just wondering this, okay? So this is just like an old Shane Bob theory, okay? So feel free to discard it. You know, this is not something that you need uh, to write down. Feel free to pay it no mind, okay? But when Jesus, when Jesus in Revelations 3, when, when he says, I stand at the door and knock open and I'll come in, wouldn't it be something if Jesus was recalling this day? You know, if he was recalling this day in Luke chapter 19, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something if he specifically remembered that day when he came into Jericho and, and the people, they surrounded him, they were behind him and they were, they were in front of him. And so Jesus, he couldn't see either. So he looks up and, and he sees this dude, you know, hanging off a tree like a, like a pinata. And he's saying, what are you doing up there? Why are you there, Zacchaeus? I wonder if in Revelations 3, Jesus was remembering seeing Zacchaeus and seeing right through what everybody else saw. He saw right through all of it. And instead of seeing the crime, and instead of seeing the indifference, and instead of seeing the condemned lot, Jesus saw a home. Jesus saw a home. He saw a place to build he saw a place to be, and so he said, Zacchaeus, come down, you know, you come down out of that tree. Come down and let me in. And who would have thought that he does? Zacchaeus does. He lets Jesus in his home. And I know that Jesus remembered that. Jesus remembered that because I'll tell you, that did not always happen. For Jesus. People didn't always let Jesus in their home. In in Luke 18, there was a a rich man. Jesus went to him and he said, Man, you know, give all you have away and let me come in. But the rich man wouldn't do it, he wouldn't let Jesus. In his home, another time after the healing of two demon-possessed men, an entire town, they came out to Jesus and they begged him not to stay. Said, Jesus, please go away. Leave this place, they said. He couldn't find a home. People did not always let Jesus in their home. I mean, Jesus, you know, he couldn't find a home in his own hometown. He couldn't find a home in the very house of God. People don't often let Jesus in. They don't often do it because, see, they, they want to keep Jesus at a distance. They want him on a, on a little ship way out, way out there. But that day on the Jericho Road, the look landed Okay, the look landed, the call came, and the door opened. And listen, once Zacchaeus, once he opened the door, and Christ came into his home, understand that it was then, at that point, that change came for
for Zacchaeus. You look back to Luke 19 and verse 7. It says that all the people saw this. Okay, so they saw Zacchaeus, you know, meet with Jesus in his house, and they began to mutter. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now. Okay, he said, Here and now. I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this house. He said, Salvation has come to this house. What's he saying there? What's Jesus saying about Zacchaeus? What's he saying about his life, about his heart, about his home? What is Jesus saying? He's saying today, new life will be written on your doors. New life, he says. Change, transformation, right thinking, victory, purity, holiness, obedience, perseverance, praise. Praise will pour forth. Salvation has come. The praise will pour forth. Pour forth from the chimney of that house where smoke used to fly out. No more smoke. No more lies. Okay? No more smoke. No more smoke. So I just wonder if Jesus, you know, if he was living in that moment when he said, if you hear my voice, I'm going to come in and we're going to share a meal together. and It's going to be a good thing. Are you ready to meet with Jesus Christ in your home today? Are you longing to open that door. I mean, friend, I want to, want to encourage you to believe Ephesians 3.17 when it says that Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and they will keep you strong. Believe that today. Seek Him though you are short. Meet Him in your home and give all that you are to Him. Give it all. To Jesus today. You know, I thought about the widow in the Old Testament. That widow back in 1 Kings uh, chapter 17. And there was a widow who, she opened up her home and she fed the prophet. And it says that when Elijah came near the town gate of Zarephath, he saw a widow gathering sticks for a fire. Would you please bring me a cup of water, he asked. As she left to get it, he asked, would you also bring me a piece of bread? The widow answered, in the name of the living Lord your God, I swear that I don't have any bread. All I have is a handful of flour and a little olive oil. I'm on my way home now with a few sticks to cook what I have for my son and me. After that, we will starve to death. But Elijah said, Everything will be fine. Do what you said. Go home and fix something for you and your son. But first, make a small piece of bread and bring it to me. The Lord God of Israel has promised that your jar of flour won't run out and your bottle of oil won't run dry before he sends rain 
for your crops. And the scripture says that the widow went home and she did exactly what Elijah had told her. She and Elijah and her family, they had food for a long time, it says. The Lord kept the promise that his prophet Elijah had made. And she did not run out of flour. And she did not run out of oil. And yes, I mean for sure that's a beautiful story. But it's daring, isn't it? Man, that's daring. Could we even say perilous? You know, to to give your last bit. I mean, you have a child. You have a child that you're responsible for, that you've been entrusted to care for. But but you're going to give away your last kernel? I mean, guys, understand that. I mean, this, this, this is full throttle. This is white knuckle, every ounce, faith alone. Give it all to Him in 1 Kings. And that's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, that's hard. You know, it's so hard to surrender, to let Christ in you, to show Him everything that you are, to to unveil it and to let Him take it. I would confess to you that very recently, in my times of prayer, I have sensed a great reluctance to hand over everything to God. I mean, guys, in, you know, in the spiritual sector of me, in, in this Christ-bought sector, desperately at times, desperately it is longing to hand over every bit Every drop, every kernel, every grain to the king. But guys, at the same time, there, there's this man sector. You know, this natural sector within me. And I, I can feel it inside of me. It's like there's this, this giant rubber band. Okay, so there, there's the, the spiritual sector, and there's the man sector, and then there's this, this thick band right here in my gut. And I can feel it. I can, I can feel the tension. So I'm longing to give it all. The pull. The pull's there. You know what that pull is. It's fear. Right? And that pull is, is fear. I mean, we know the widow had fear. You know, she pled her case with Elijah. And she said, I, I don't have any bread. We are going to starve. That's a plead. I have nothing to give. Giving it all is hard. In his book, The Master's Indwelling, Andrew Murray, he says, what is it that keeps people from coming to the entire surrender of God? Simply that they dare not abandon themselves. What is it that keeps people from coming to a point of entire surrender simply that they dare not abandon themselves to God? Would you abandon yourself to God with me today? 
Would you do that? Are you in a place where you're ready to do that together? To let it all go? To break the band? I was reading D.L. Moody this week. And people were mad at Moody. They were getting irritated because he kept preaching at the church. Message after message after message. And they told Moody, hey, stop preaching at the church. you got to speak to the unbelievers. You need to be preaching to those who are outside of the family of God. Stop preaching at the church. You know what Moody said? Moody said, They think I ought to reach the outsiders. I want to say when the church of God gets right, there'll be no trouble about reaching outsiders. God's line of work is to begin with His people. He said when the church gets quickened, there can be more accomplished in one day than you can accomplish in years when the church is not all right. I want to be right with God today. I want to be right with the King. The satisfaction of my soul. Stream Jesus is in Jericho. Okay? Jesus is here. And understand that in the same way that day that he looked at, he looked at Zacchaeus and he called to Zacchaeus, come down now. Know that he is calling you. Can you hear Jesus calling you today? Can you hear His call? Is He telling you today that He wants to come into your house? He's been knocking and He's been longing and He wants to come into your house. Know that He's calling you. He wants to meet you in your heart today. When the widow opened up her home, recognize this, in 1 Kings, when that widow, when she opened up her home, when she became obedient, what happened? Salvation came to that house. Salvation came. In Revelations 3, you know, right before Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. I want to read the passage to you that's right above that. If he's calling you, this is what he's calling. This is what he's sending out. This is what he's saying to you today. I advise you to buy gold from me. Gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Buy white garments from me, so you will not be shamed by your nakedness. An ointment for your eyes, so you will be able to see. For I correct and I discipline everyone I love, so be diligent and turn from your indifference. He's saying, seek me if you're short. He's saying, let me into your home. Give all you are to me, and I will make you new again. I'll change you, he's saying. I'll change the old. You know, our passage uh, for today, it ends in Luke uh, verse 10. And verse 10 
is really considered to be one of the key verses uh, in all of the book of Luke. Uh, And it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. It says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. And when we look at this verse, you know, there's particularly one thing that I want for us to note. There's one thing, and it has to do with this word lost. For the Son of Man came to seek and save that that was lost. I want you to understand today that that word lost, it's referring to those who are in the wrong place. Okay? That word for lost, it's referring to those who are in the wrong place. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are in the wrong place. Are you in the right place today or are you in the wrong place? Are you in the right place or are you in the wrong place? I'm going to raise up our Zacchaeus tree here. And yes, I cannot believe that I'm talking about trees again. (laughs) If you haven't been with us the past month, that's pretty much all that we've talked about. And pretty much every single one of us is getting really, really sick of it. (laughs) So as far as I know, after this, no more tree talk, okay? This This is the finale for the tree but I understand, you know, it's my fault. I mean, I'm the one that brought it up and got it, got it going. Um, and again, I apologize if you haven't been here for a month. But it's been quite a ride with the trees. <laughs> okay, so, so like this week, you know, I'm like making this tree and somebody like comes in and they're like, what's that? And I said, well, I'm making a tree. And, and she just like burst out laughing. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's funny. Um, but I want you to know today if you're in the wrong place, okay? Because you see, Jesus, he was in the wrong place. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, he was in the wrong place. He was short in life. A wee little man he was, but the Lord, he wanted to see. Zacchaeus knew. He recognized that he was in the wrong place. So what did he do? He got into the tree. He was in the wrong place, so he got in the tree. I wonder, are you in the wrong place today? Have you been seeking? Have you been searching? Have have you been looking for Jesus Christ? Have you been seeking Him in your life? Or are you indifferent today? Are you indifferent today about Jesus? Do you not care today about Jesus? Is there doubt there? Is there skepticism there? Oh, that the Spirit, you know, that the Holy Spirit, and it's only you, Spirit, that can do it, that you would come down and that you would touch the hearts that are cold. That he would touch the hearts of the cold. That he would touch the the heart that is blind. For understand the king is so bright. I mean guys we have got to get off of the Zacchaeus path. 
We've got to leave it. We've got to leave it today. We have to get off His path. That Zacchaeus path, it seeks out self. Self is where it leads. The world, it manufactures this glow for us and it hands us these treats and we taste them and we think, oh, it's sweet, but it's artificial. It's an artificial sweetness. It's artificial. It's man-made. It's tricking your brain. It's poison in your blood, this sweetness. Seek it not today. Seek it not. Stop going down that path for there is nothing sweeter, nothing more pure, nothing more lasting than Christ's love. There is nothing sweeter than the blood of Jesus Christ. And so I want to know today, do you do you need to see yourself getting up into that tree today? Do you need to get up there? Get up there so that you can see Him. There's no today that He will see you. He'll see you. But I'll tell you, you know, the thing about being in that tree, the thing about being in that tree is we are not meant to stay there. Okay? The thing about being in that tree is we are not meant to stay there. And so some of us today, you know, we're in the wrong place. Because we're in that tree, but we've been there for too long. We've been watching Jesus for too long. And Jesus is calling you today. You who are in the tree, He's saying, come on, come on, on down from that limb. You know, why are you holding on to it, man? Let it go, He's saying. Zacchaeus got out of the tree, salvation came to his house, new life came to that house. And so here's the question. Okay, this is the question that I believe that God is asking us today. Remember one thing, remember this. Do I need to get into the tree or do I need to get out? Can you stop for a moment? Imagine yourself standing in front of that tree. Do you need to get into it? Or do you need to get out? Understand that Jesus, He is not off in the distance. He is in Jericho. He is here. And you know what it says about Jesus in verse 1 of our passage today in Luke 19? Did you catch what it said? It said Jesus was passing through. It said He was passing through, so He's not staying. Okay, He's not going to stay in Jericho. That means that this is the day. This is the day to trust Him. This is the day to obey Him, to open up and to give all that you are to the King. I was reading in the Psalms yesterday and it said, man is a breath. You're a breath, it said. How small is the window to get into that tree? How small is the window to get out? Don't get stuck in the tree. I don't want you to get stuck in the tree. The tree will not last. The tree will decay and the tree will burn in the end. 
Don't get stuck in the tree, guys. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. If you'd bow your heads and pray with me. Just still your heart before the king now. Kneel in front of that tree and listen to Jesus. Ask him to show him your sin. Show him your care, your weaknesses, all the shortcomings. Oh, you let him in today, heart. Heart, let Jesus in today. Father, it has been foretold and it has been seen that there is no other but Jesus Christ. And I pray that in Him alone, each heart would know the salvation that is found in Him. So friend, if you need to run to the tree, if you need to get in that tree, and you need to call out to Jesus, then do it today. Do it in your heart. If you need to get out of that tree, if you need to drop what you've been carrying and embrace Him today, then drop it. Get out of the tree. But come to Jesus and Jesus that you would respond, that you would open up our arms and that you would just surround that individual today. That there would be a love like a great wave that would wash over them, that would fill them, that would help them, that would confirm in them that they are a child of God and they have not been forgotten. And there is a great plan, a great purpose that you are longing to work in them. God, help us to see that today. Help us to respond to you and to respond to your call. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. We're going to close uh, the service today uh, with communion. And you know, this is a perfect time for you to come to the tree, for you to come and to see Christ. And so I want to encourage you you to do that today if you don't know how to do it ask me ask someone near you you know how can i see jesus today now how we do communion here if you're just uh, visiting with us I want you to know that you don't need to be a member uh, of living streams community church to be uh, part of communion but you do need to be part of the family of god and, you know, once, uh, once the elements have been prepared, what we do is, is we just come up along the sides here and we get the bread and we get uh, the juice. And you're welcome to either kneel here at the altar individually or with your family. Or if you're not comfortable kneeling, you can go back uh, to your seat. But I just want to encourage you to rest in this moment, to not, not rush, but to just be still and worship Him who saves. All right? So let me just pray uh, now for that time. For Father, we remember that uh, on the night before you were crucified, 
Uh, you were with your disciples. And he said, this is my body. Take and eat. And he said, this is my blood. Take and drink. And so, Father, we do that today in remembrance of you. In remembrance of the love that was given. In remembrance of the sacrifice that was made. How we thank you for it today. And pray for your display. In Jesus' name.